You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you back to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about living on three dimensions, spirit, soul, and body. God has a plan, a program, uh, instructions for each level of your being. I want to read this to you, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it's our text scripture. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. God's plan is for every part of your being to be brought to its highest level. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, some time ago, I was driving out on our ranch, and and I was looking at our hay meadow, and um, I could see some weeds, and and so I, uh, you know, just being a, 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 a an imaginary farmer, not really, not really a real one, I went to my ranch manager, who is a farmer, and I said, uh, "What do you think? You think we need to spray those weeds?" And he said, "Actually, he said, Pastor, the best thing we can do." is fertilize the grass. And and I thought that won't fertilizing the grass actually fertilize the weeds too, but this is what he said. He said the stronger that grass is and the more potent it is, the more nourishment it has, the more it will take over and choke out the weeds. In other words, the answer is not to kill all the weeds, the answer is to feed the grass. That really made a deep impression on me. Now, I get it. There's a time when you need to control your weeds. But if you control your weeds and don't feed your grass, you're in trouble. And that's what a lot of people are doing with their flesh. They are trying to deal with the flesh without first doing something to feed the grass, which is your spirit. Your spirit is the key to overcoming your flesh. And where a lot of people in their struggle with flesh, get into trouble is they focus on the flesh more than they focus on the health of their inner man. And you can't subdue the flesh by focusing or concentrating on the flesh. Now, I want you to listen to what the Apostle Paul said about this in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. He said, I say then, and and, and in this place he's identified the works of the flesh, And he tells us about all the different things that there are in the flesh. But he says, this is how you overcome, Galatians 5.16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, God's people have this tendency to focus on eliminating the negative without realizing how important it is to feed the positive. And uh, you almost never hear anybody talk about this. We're so focused on the negative that almost never do you hear anybody talk about it. In the Garden of Eden, we all know about the tree that was in the middle of the Garden of Eden, Uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And uh, everybody knows about that tree. We're very focused on that tree. If you go to church at all, you hear about that tree of the knowledge of good and evil that was in the middle of the Garden. 
What you don't hear about very often, you may hear some, but what you don't hear very often is that there was another tree on the other side in the middle of the Garden of Eden called the tree of life. It had the power to do just the opposite of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There were two trees in the middle. Now, if you don't believe me, go back and read it. Genesis 2, read how that tree of life was there. Adam never ate the fruit of the tree of life. Had he eaten the fruit of the tree of life, there would have been no problem then with temptation. After he ate the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and had sinned against God, God had to keep him from going back to the middle of the Garden of Eden and eating the fruit of the tree of life because it would cause him to live forever. Only then he would live forever in sin separated from God. So that tree had amazing power. If it didn't have amazing power, then why did God put an angel there to guard it? What I want you to see from this is that there is a positive with every negative. Never is there just a negative. If I were to come to you and say, don't think about elephants for the next 15 seconds. Don't think about their wrinkly skin. Don't think about how big they are. Don't think about their legs that look like a tree trunk. Don't think about that nose that looks all the way or that drops all the way to the ground. Don't think about those big wavy ears that flop back and forth. Don't think about elephants. Well, you're thinking about elephants right now. You're imagining elephants because of how I'm talking to you about elephants. That's not how you overcome sin. You don't overcome sin, and you don't crucify your flesh by focusing on your flesh. Paul said, walk in the Spirit, and you will not, uh, you will not uh, do the works of the flesh. You, you will control the lust of the flesh. You'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Years ago, our church had a curriculum for youth that we used that was all about the lust of the flesh. Every week it was about a new lust in your flesh. And the whole curriculum was designed to get you to see all of the different junk that there exists in your flesh. And yet at the same time there was not anything in the curriculum to really draw your focus to who you are in Christ and what God put in you when he gave you a new spirit when you were born again. There was no focus on that. And so all it did is create a sin awareness. And that's exactly what a lot of people live in. They live in a flesh awareness. They're aware all the time of all of the negative things that are in their flesh. And to be sure, we've all got them. But you won't beat them by continually dwelling on them. Now, this is why God came up with this plan called the New Covenant. Listen to Romans 8, 3. See if you can see what I mean here. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. The law only worked on the flesh. The law identified all the things God did not want you to do. But the Apostle Paul says in Romans 8, verse 3, that the law was weak because all it could do is point to the junk that's in your flesh and say, don't do that. He said, that's weak. He said, that's not the way to deal with it. He said, God changed this. He did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And on account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. He dealt with sin that the righteous requirement of the law 
might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh. Now, there's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil right there. But according to the Spirit, there's the tree of life. It, there were two trees. And if you focus on the wrong tree, you're going to fall into whatever that tree emphasizes. That you focus on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you're going to fall into sin. You focus on the flesh, you're going to fall into sin. If you focus on who you are in Christ, what Christ has done for you, and what He put in you, it's going to be amazing how much more power you have to walk with God and to walk with the knowledge of God in your life. Now, I'm not denying that in my flesh there are things that I can't trust. There are things that I can't turn loose. There are things I have to crucify. But I don't dwell on that every day, all day long, because if I focus instead on what Christ did in me in the new creation, it, that automatically chokes out those things in the flesh. It's like fertilizing the grass in a pasture to the point that it overcomes and chokes out the weeds. That's what it's designed to do. And that's how God wired us so we could focus on this. It's not that we deny that we have issues or that we could have issues in our flesh. It's that we focus instead, focus more on who and what we have become in Christ Jesus. You know, uh, one of the things that I started feeding years ago in walking with God was generosity. And I sensed a real strong desire to want to be a blessing to people. I didn't have a lot to give in those days, but, but we gave, Deliva and I gave, even when we didn't have a lot. And uh, we took great joy in giving. And so we made a conscious decision to be very generous people. It was amazing to us how that we saw God put more resources into our hands. And I took some of my greatest life. Some, when I think back about my ministry, some of my greatest accomplishments have been in encouraging other ministers and especially my missionaries with wonderful gifts. I, I remember uh, Jack Harris, a uh, wonderful missionary I've supported for over 30 years. Holy Spirit told me, Jack's going to need $80,000 in the next few weeks. Go ahead and start putting it back. And that was in early January one year. And so I told the business people, put back some money, uh, just store a little bit back every week until we get to $80,000 and put it in account and save it for Jack. Jack's going to need it. So we got to the $80,000. And one day I got a phone call and Jack said, Willie, did you hear about the tsunami that just hit Indonesia? And I said, yes, I did. He said, I've got an opportunity to go there with food and with clothing. I can be a great blessing there. In fact, I've already got food in the region. It's very close at hand. I just need money. I said, Jack, I've been waiting on the call. And I've got 80 grand right now to send to you. So we wired him the 80 grand, and immediately, within days, he had food on the ground in Indonesia for the people who, and Muslim people uh, mostly, who suffered from that terrible tsunami. And what a witness it was in that country. And that's one of my greatest accomplishments. And I, I didn't actually pass out any food, I didn't actually do anything other than empower Jack. But here's what I want you to see. I made a decision instead of arguing about money with God, being stingy, I made a decision. I'm going to be generous. That's a part of my makeup now. Generosity is a part of who I am. 
And it's because of what is in me in Christ. Christ put that in me. He gave me that. And that's a part of my new character. I didn't have that before. I didn't have that when I wasn't saved. But it's something that he put into me when I was born again. And one of my greatest joys is watching how God uses that to bless people. Well, that's all the time we have for today. But we're not done. We'll pick up with this tomorrow. And we'll wrap up this series on me, myself, and I. I'll see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.